Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide to recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another Deep Dive episode. Woo! Um, this week's Deep Dive is a little bittersweet. It really is. Because it was able to be perfectly timed with the disbandment of the group newest. Yeah, it really is. It really is a shame. I yeah. feel like we can, especially having gone back through this, like, well, maybe I'm getting ahead of getting myself. ahead of yourself. Yes. But I don't know, just like personal, because we always talk about our personal connection sure, sure, with sure. this group. And like, personally, I didn't really know a lot about them until their later half mm-hmm. of the career, which is true. Like, that is true of this group. They like their surge in popularity happened several years mm-hmm. after their debut and I feel like I don't know it's such a shame like going back and then listening to like their earlier stuff I feel like pretty confident in saying that this is a criminally underrated yeah. group and it's really a shame that they're disbanding now at a time where I feel like they were just, just getting their started like, yeah. yes we were just getting started <sighs> But we'll get into it. We'll get to we'll get to it. And needless to say, they did have a ten yes. year career. It mm-hmm. didn't kick off till too late, but they did yeah. get ten whole years as a group, which is mm-hmm. an accomplishment in itself. It is an accomplishment, and they were able to do some really cool things throughout their ten years. And it's definitely not to say that they were a flop in any way, um, because I think that their discography is very respectable, and I really enjoyed learning all about their all about them. Yeah, totally. Um, so, if you have never listened to a deep dive episode before, what we are going to do is introduce you to newest with some big picture facts, and then we'll introduce you to all of the members, mm-hmm. and then go through their timeline all ten years in order stopping at each release and each milestone and then that'll be you'll have a picture of it oh and then we'll watch uh their Mm -hmm. second most watched music video at the end because on this show we have a random game at the end of every episode and we watch said random group's most popular music video and we got newest in the random game at some point in 2019 Mm -hmm. so we've already watched their most popular music video so we're gonna do the, the second one. <laughs> the second one. Um, but we will obviously talk about them all as they come up in the timeline. Yeah. So ready to dive into it? Yes. Let's do it. So newest debuted on March 15th, 2012, and they were the first boy group under Pledis Entertainment. Their name is stylized in all caps, N-U apostrophe E-S-T, and it stands for New Established Style Tempo, but it's actually pronounced New East, not New West, but I feel like I personally can't train myself to say New New East. East. Yeah, it's New (laughs) East, and honestly... Aaron has said that he doesn't know what it is either and that both are fine. Okay, great. I feel a lot really validated by Aaron. (laughs) Uh, So newest's fan colors are deep teal and vivid pink. Yeah. Love those descriptions. Me too. 
two dichotomies. Deep and they're two vivid. very different colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. And their fan club name is Love, but it's stylized L period, O period, Greek letter Lambda, which looks like an upside down V mm-hmm. period E. So it's red as yeah. love, but it has a cool spelling. Cool spelling. For fun. Yeah. And they have overall in their 10-year career released four studio albums, two compilation albums, eight EPs, 17 singles, and 27 music videos. They've received 81 nominations and 28 wins, including six Asian Artist Awards, Mm -hmm. five Golden Discs, and two Mamas. Wonderful. I had to remember what the three A's stood for. (laughs) You got it, though. Um, All right, now it's time to meet the members of Newest. So our first member is JR, Mm -hmm. and his birth name is Kim Jong-hyun, like the other one, Mm -hmm. same name. Uh, And he is the leader, but not the oldest member of Newest. Uh, He is the main rapper, main dancer, face, and a vocalist. His birthday is June 8th, 1995, and he was born in Kangwondo, Korea, and he is a Gemini. There's mm-hmm. a lot of Geminis. There's a lot of Geminis. And all of the members except one are born in 1995. Mm-hmm. Okay. So very close age group for yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, and we always try to describe the members. So if mm-hmm. you are learning about them for the first time, if you can look at a picture and try to familiarize yourself yes. with them. So JR, I feel like, has a very, like, square chin. Yes. Like, the top of his head is very round, but the bottom half of it is, like, very mm-hmm. angular. Absolutely. Um, I also feel like he's tanner than the other members. Mm. Like, maybe his complexion is just generally more olive, but, like, he has a, like, darker complexion than the rest of them. He has one dimple, and his nose is, like... It's not super wide on the bottom, but I was thinking like if you drew a cartoon version of him, you would draw like a little M. (laughs) Um, And his eyes are kind of wide set and they turn down just the slightest bit at the the outer corners. Um, And I noticed when I was watching live stages that he kind of looks like top Mm. sometimes, but I only ever saw it in live stages. Still pictures and music videos, I never like saw it. But on like live stages, sometimes in his smolder, I'd be like, he kind of looks like top. Okay. I had a similar experience, but different face that it made me think of because I agree. Like looking at still pictures and in the music videos, I didn't, I was like, that just looks like JR. Like it's his own face. Mm -hmm. But then every once in a while when he would have like fluffy, permy hair Mm -hmm. and bangs, he looked a little bit like lay to me on stage okay. because, and I think it's the sleepy eyes. Like mm. when you said his eyes are a little downturned, I think that's what it was. But there were a couple stages where I was like, oh, he looks like a, like early EXO lay. And sometimes like a little bit like Kai maybe in the way that sometimes lay and Kai he definitely like a has a stage smolder. Yeah. He's definitely really Maybe that's what it was. The smolder. Yeah. The smolder. But he's like really <laughs> silly. I think I decided over this that I think JR is my newest bias. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I think because I like, I don't like, I, I mean, he's such a good dancer. Like mm-hmm. every time I watch dance practices, I would always be like drawn to him. And like his stage smolder is like very intense. And I really liked that over the course of their career, he went from being like a growly rapper to like finding his very interesting singing voice. Mm-hmm. And he like sings in a good register. And I feel like he like, 
grew to have a really like distinct voice in the group and he writes for the group so like I felt his growth over the time and I don't know I was just like I felt drawn to him and I was like that's that's what we say that's how you know what a bias is so like yeah I think he was the one that grabbed me well great choice and yeah he's really weird like when I was watching like funny new like you know you watch a couple meme videos Mm -hmm. to figure out how the fans like them he's a goober he's like very (laughs) very strange and so yeah I liked him JR I think it's my favorite I love it um, he has some nicknames. Yes. Bangkok City Boy is one of his nicknames. And also National Leader, which is a nickname he received on Producer 101 because he kept being chosen as the leader mm. of the group. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, he is a very talented musician in that he knows how to play the piano, the flute, the clarinet, saxophone, tuba, drums, and trombone. Yeah, I saw That's so all, many. It's so many horns. instruments and so many horns. And I was like, is this real? Like he really knows how to play all of these instruments? I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna believe it. He's also as far as I could say, see currently question mark, still a cast member on both night goblin and land cable life. L a N Campbell cable life. Yeah. That's for gaming. I know him to be a gamer. So yes, I imagine he's a gamer. that must be he's a, gamer. a game show. Okay, cool. All right. Who's next? Next up is Aaron, which I always read as Aron or Aron. I mean, it's... the Korean pronunciation is Aron. Yes. But his, in, so his name, his stage name is A R O N, mm-hmm. which is spelled Aron. like Aron, but his given name is Aaron A A R O N Kwok, and his Korean name is Kwok Young Min. But he is uh, the lead rapper, lead dancer, and a sub-vocalist. He was born on May 21st, 1993, so he's the actual oldest Mm -hmm. and the only 93-liner. He's from Los Angeles, California, so that's why his name is Aaron. And he's a Gemini as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Aaron has really thick eyebrows. Yes. They're so intense. And he has a really small mouth. And like his face, I wrote this and I can't really describe it, but like his face always looks blank to me in like the funniest way. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. Like that he like when he's like doing his idol thing, it's like he doesn't move his eyes at all or I don't know something. Mm -hmm. His face is just, I think he's so cute and funny and he has square, his ears are like square on the side. Yeah. But, like, he has a very distinctive face. Like, I feel like I would recognize him anywhere. Like, I don't know. I totally agree. I totally agree. And there was one, I think it was, I think it was the I'm in Trouble comeback where he had, like, black hair that was kind of like a, it's not a fade, but it's like a short and and then, like, taller on the top and almost a mullet. And he reminded me so much of a 1980s John Cusack that I, like, can't ever unsee it. Okay, yeah. So that's what I think of when I think Mm. of Aron. And he's my newest Okay, fair. And I have no real reason for that other than... I don't know. Like I, I just always watch him mm. and he, I know is like, he's like the quieter member. And he also is one of the only members who like, doesn't have any writing credits throughout mm. their career. And he just, and he's like the only one from America and like, he's really, really smart. And I feel like he is probably just 
fairly like quiet, awkward, like, mm. and I know that he has like anxiety. So he's just like an anxious little bub. And like, I don't know why he has like a quietness about him that I feel like drew me. And maybe it's mm. the blankness in his I face. Think it's also, <laughs> I think it also can be explained by Aaron famously does not speak Korean well and has no interest in learning to speak it better. Yeah. So I think he, by default, doesn't talk very much because mm. he doesn't have anything to say. But when he's on, like, dive studio stuff and, like, after school club, when he's around the English-speaking idols, he's a pretty different person. I okay, think. great. So I think he's quiet because he's just like, I don't have no Interesting. Okay, okay, cool. I will be <laughs> interested to learn his, like, English personality. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was... He just strikes me as... Maybe this actually kind of proves my... Supports my theory that he was just, like... I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. Like, I'm just this here. This crazy thing happened to me. Yeah, like, like whatever, I got cast man. and I thought, yeah, let's do it. And like, here I am. <laughs> and I like that about yeah. him. It's great. It's great. <laughs> He's really funny. Yes. So he has several nicknames as well. Um, or he has one nickname, I suppose. And I, like I said, he was really smart. His nickname is Sexy Brain because he was accepted into NYU for journalism. He turned it down to join Pledis, but he had scored within the top 0.5% for the SAT in all of the U.S. Dang. He missed only six questions on the math section, which is also relatable to me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like I said, he's Korean-American, born and raised in L.A., and he was scouted at the same festival as Nikun from 2 p.m. Then he got cast immediately at the L.A. Pledis auditions. Wow. And I think, if I remember correctly, when I was reading through like how everybody got cast... I think Aaron's parents didn't want him to do it because they were like, you should go to college. And he just (laughs) bugged them so much until they finally just let him go. Like, (laughs) fine, just go. Just leave. leave. Enough. I don't want to hear about it anymore. (laughs) So good for you, Aaron. 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 Uh, young mean I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm probably just gonna keep calling him Aaron Sorry. Aaron yeah <laughs> um all right next up in line is Beko whose birth name is Kang Dongho and he's the main vocalist mm-hmm. newest his birthday is July 21st 1995 and he's a Jeju boy mm-hmm. and also a Gemini, a Gemini. <laughs> Uh, Becco is the beefy one. Yeah, and he's always been the beefy one. Like, I kind of thought at first, like, maybe... It would be a one. It would be situation a, yeah, like a later started. on. But no, even from the mm-hmm. beginning, he's always been the beefiest one. Mm-hmm. He also has very good thick eyebrows, but his mm-hmm. are much more, like, curved. Yeah. Aaron's are really straight. straight. They're straight across. But, like, Becco also has big eyebrows, but his, yeah. like, actually curve up. Um, but he's very easy to spot. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Uh, His nicknames are I Smile Prince and Sexy Bandit. Apparently both of these he received when they went on Produced 101. But I thought Sexy Bandit was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, His stage name means White Tiger. And it was a nickname from After School's Yui bestowed upon him. Yeah, it was a nickname that he received from her, like, in his trainee days, and it just, like, stuck. So it became his stage name, which I think is adorable. Uh, and Becco was the vocal director for Priston's debut mini-album, a perfect album that I love very much. So great vocal direction. <laughs> and Becco must, I wonder, like, what he is one of the members aside from JR that has like the most writing credits. Mm-hmm. So he definitely has a lot to do with like the sound that mm-hmm. newest eventually made for themselves. So very cool to see. 
Next up, we have Minhyun, birth name Huang Minhyun. He's the lead vocalist and visual of the group. He was born August 9th, 1995 in Busan, and he's a Leo. Um, and I think that Minhyun is a classic skinny drama boy. Like <laughs> yeah. he has, he just has that look. He looks like Chao or like all those guys. Yeah. He's just like, his got the features look. are teeny tiny. <laughs> his like, face, is, so his face is so small and his eyebrows are like thin and like delicate. And I think, I don't know if he is the tallest, but he I looks, he I think he is the tallest. He certainly gives off the vibe the that he's vibes. the tallest. Cause he's just like long. Yes, his neck is really long, and he's got, like, really thick under-eye puffies. I think they're called aegyosai, but, oh. like, yeah, he's definitely got that, like, mm. cute eye puff thing that everyone's obsessed with, and he has, like, a little mole under his eye, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. He's just, Delicate like, he's got features. the look. He's got the look. He's got the look. <laughs> um, his nickname is Shanghai Boy. Yes. Yes, it is. Both Shanghai Boy, I didn't give context for mm. Bangkok City Boy, because we'll get to it we'll in the pre-debut okay, stuff. Then hold so. on, hold on. The mystery will be solved. And Minhyun ranked ninth on Produce 101 Season 2, and he was in 101. Yes. So we'll was. get to that as well. Mm-hmm. And last up, we have Ren, whose birth name is Che Min Ki. And he is a sub-vocalist and the maknae of Newest. His birthday is November 3rd, 1995. He is also a Busan boy, and he's a Scorpio. Um, and Ren has a very small face as well. Mm-hmm. Um, wide, but more like elfish quality. Yes. And he has like wide set eyes, and I feel like his eyes are like the biggest and the roundest mm, yes. of maybe anybody in the group. Um, but he has, but his eyes are still kind of sleepy looking. They're at like the same hooded. Time. Yes. And his Cupid's bow is so sharp. Like it is a perfect V like, pew. yeah, his mouth is also, his mouth is small, but it's very like pouty. Like he always looks like he's kind of pouting mm-hmm. and it must be because of the Cupid's bow that just like pushes his lips yeah. out. He also usually, if you're trying to pick him out for most of the career had like the most excellent hair yes like the longest most long luxurious, hair beautiful hair ponytail and if anyone is wearing like a winged eyeliner it's definitely going to be ren he would like have the most yeah oh you, you can always point him out because of the hair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh his produce 101 nickname was shoulder gangster i think it was it was for some shoulder move sure. some shoulder choreo totally um, and Ren loves a little bit of drag. Love it. Love a little bit of drag. Loves to do makeup. He was in the musical. Everybody's talking about Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, where he like wore heels and drag and like fucking rocked it. Um, yeah. And he just like really hates gender norms. Yes, he does. Um, I saw a tweet of his from where he like posted, um, ad campaign. This was like into the 2016, like when it came out, he posted it and it was a picture of him in a skirt and long hair, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just said, am I a boy or a girl? I am a man. Fashion makes a person and it's impression. And he had like a laughing emoji. Yeah. He's also a cast member of the JTBC show learning the hard way. Wonderful. Yes. And fun fact that I just saw and I had to shout out because we did their deep dive earlier this year, but Beko, Minhyun, and Ren all named TVXQ as their role models. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, a, I think, yeah. You the totally can. You totally can. Um, I felt like there was a real like SM spirit to a lot of mm-hmm. the things that we saw, but we'll get into we'll it. Get into it. 
So jumping into the timeline, we're going to start by pre-debut. So like I said, they were Pledis' first boy group, which means that before they actually debuted, they were basically just the boys for any time after school needed boys. I was going to check. I didn't, I meant to check, but maybe you saw it. Um, were they the Pledis boys or 17 the Pledis boys? I think 17 is the Pledis okay. boys because I believe Priston were the Pledis, Pledis girls. girls. Okay, that's what I and thought. And 17 and Priston used to do pre-day stuff. Okay, that's pre-debut what I thought, stuff together. But I meant to check mm-hmm. if there was any overlap. There. I that is sh- if I remember correctly, okay. I will say. Um, I didn't see anything officially naming newest sure, sure, as sure. the Pledis boys. I'm just saying they were the boys because yes. they were yes. the, only the only ones. ones. Yeah. <laughs> So all five of them were backup dancers for After School Blues Wonder Boy. JR was the boy in Orange Caramel's Bangkok City, which is how he got his nickname, mm-hmm. Bangkok City okay. Boy. He was also in Yui's solo Sock, Sock, Sock. Beko was in After School's Play Your Love music video. And Minhyun was in Orange Caramel's Shanghai Romance. Okay. So that's why he's Shanghai Boy. I get it. And then JR, Minhyun, Aaron... Ren and Lizzie from After School were all in a New Balance commercial before they debuted okay. as well. There you go. So a lot of Pledis family pre-debut all shenanigans. Right. Got it. So then March 15th, 2012 is our debut day and they debuted with a single called Face. <laughs> This song was composed by composed by Jang Jin Woon, Daniel Barkman, and Lee Yu Jin. And the music video concept of this one is about confronting school bullies. Mm-hmm. Like it's an anti-school violence song, which is a common debut uh, concept. Yes, it is. Totally. Um, and so in the music video, Newest is wearing school uniforms, but they've been like bedazzled with like punk mm-hmm. spikes and stuff. So they're like yeah. cooler and they have pink fingerless gloves for a little pop of color. Yeah. Each one of them is like a different pop of pink. Uh, and Ren has like longer bleached hair and a little cute pony with bangs. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. And the prettiest, daintiest little, little cat eye. Oh, so lovely. Uh, Becco is also blonde, but his hair is like shaved on the sides and really tall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, oh, also, um, Coops is the school bully, which I just need to point out because that's hilarious. <laughs> spotted, I think we spotted them when we watched that. For yeah, the random we game. definitely we like, did. Because so Coops and Wanwoo is in it, and I think Mingyu might be in it too. But Possibly. Coops is the main bully, which is just <laughs> funny. Um. Yeah, the choreo is really fun to this, I thought. Um, it, like, acts out the story. There's a lot of punching. Yeah, and then they, like, I noticed that the, like, main move of the choreo mm-hmm. is, like, a flat palm, like, straight arms, like, yes. pushy thing. And they kind of do that for, like, the next two choreos. Yeah. Their choreography stays kind of the same for the first couple mm-hmm. of songs. Yes, there's a very similar, like, theme to it. And I couldn't tell when I was watching. I was like, are you deliberately calling back to the previous choreo? Or does it just happen to be to similar? Be and I, I yeah. couldn't tell. Um, but it does begin with a chair dance, which I thought was really cool. Like, it begins and ends, I believe, with a chair dance. Um, but the song itself is, like, pretty techno-heavy. And then it has that, like, TVXQ-esque dance, yes, break, dance in break the in the middle <laughs> of it. Um, but every time this song comes on, whenever it would come on the playlist, it doesn't really sound like this. 
But it would remind me. Do you remember that song that was like, Mayaki, Mayako? That one. It always makes me think <laughs> of my, that song. <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah. Um, I see yeah. that. I see that. Um, yeah, the lyrics to this one are like very confrontational and they're like addressing someone as stupid. Mm. Not Papo, not Korean. Stupid in English. Oh. Um, and talking about how they're going to beat them and overcome them. But it reminded us of our uh, rap line guessing silly game because I had to memorize <laughs> uh, this is a story about a dwarf and a giant, but it's going to end just like David and Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up with my pace. If, if you, you can. Don't lag while he's coyote. I'm running fast. It's like very wild. <laughs> But that's how the song so ends. funny. Yes, that's Aaron. He always <laughs> comes in with the English. <laughs> um, this album sold 20, or this single, I guess, it had three tracks on it all together. It sold 23,000 physical copies in 2012 and reached 62 on the Gown digital chart. Um, on the weekly download chart, okay, we had like a journey with the charts here sure. this, it's this time. It's always a journey with the charts. But so because this wasn't an album, it was a single, I looked at the weekly download chart just to see like who's listening to it. It ranked at number 48 and it had 85,000 downloads in the first week. All right. Uh, so shortly after in July on the 11th, they released their first EP, which is called Action. And the title track was Action. But we're going to watch that one at the end mm-hmm. because their second, their first music video is their most popular. And their second music video is the second most popular. Like, yes, sometimes usually sometimes with a group like this, a newer music video would have overtaken by now. But yeah, no. but as we'll get to it later <laughs> in their timeline, they have a resurgence halfway through so that's why their like newer stuff is still really is like the most watched so we'll give it more explanation later so um this song was composed by jung ji woon uh bill stacks im suho and ten ten and the music oh we'll t- i'll talk about the music video <laughs> later because we're gonna see it later but i will say that this is a really fun song i like action a lot i think it's like perfectly of the era it's really dramatic but it has like strong vocals and like the strings that are in a lot of like this 2012 mm-hmm. stuff um and the choreo is like very very sharp when we watch the music video we'll talk more about it but i really enjoyed it uh, the lyrics to this one are about not being a victim of conformity. And they're like, you all look exactly the same and I'm sick of it. Show mm-hmm. your true self to the world. So I love it. I love when, again, we talked last week in the fan song episode about like H.O.T. setting a blueprint. And I feel like groups starting out with their like Rage Against Society songs yeah. is a thing that hot set up and i like it absolutely (laughs) and newest did have like a specific concept of wanting to be like for teens because Mm -hmm. they were all teenagers when they debuted and so um they like wanted to specifically make songs that were like for the voice of the teens (laughs) for sure this album ranked on the 77 on the digital chart. The digital sales were 48,000 by 2017. So that was took a little while to get there. But it entered the gown weekly album at number four for the week of release and ended the month at number eight with 15,000 sold in the first month. Okay. 
Um, but like I said, they were the voice of the teens. And so on July 18th, 2012, they were appointed as the new face of the Korea Scout Association. And they took, they went to a ceremony and they took pictures in their scout uniforms Adorable. and they look so cute. <laughs> and the Korea Scout Association chose them to be ambassadors because quote, in addition to all the newest members being in their teens, newest album face and its recent album action have carried tracks with strong messages for teens and youths newest song reflects the voice of today's youths they did it there you go got them they did it (laughs) um the following month from august to december they had their first fan meet tour which was called newest the first face to face which is clever because it's a fan meet and also their debut song was called face get it They performed in Bangkok and Sydney in August. So one thing that I have to say is very interesting about Newest's whole tour history. Very few shows in Korea. Almost entirely abroad. Interesting. Very interesting. So their very first fan meet tour, the first stops are Bangkok and Sydney in August. Then they go to Singapore in October and Malaysia in December. And then in between in October, presumably before or after they went to Singapore, I don't know. They were at the inaugural KCON here in California. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Bopping around. Yeah. So then on February 13th, 2013, they released their second EP called the second mini album, Hello, and the single is Hello. This song was composed by Son Ju Young, Hyun Jae-wook, Kim Tae-hoon, Siwoo, and G-Slow. And the music video for the music video for this one, it's very snowy. It's like in a snowy void, like seeming like, like a park, but like there's nothing. Yeah, because they're in a soundstage. Uh, but they're all seeing the same girl. It's that music mm. video trope. And JR open mouth kisses a girl on the mouth. Mm. Yes, and for a long time, <laughs> a long time they are kissing. Um, we watched, I remember us being scandalized by this in the, the Hello Battle yes. when we played this song. Um, but it's real. I, f- I it's such a good song. This song is so good. And the theater yeah. of the choreo yes. is fucking magical. It has props and chairs and, and tables pieces and, whole pe- and vignettes. Like 20 people. It's it has ladies thing. that come in and out. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Highly recommend watching the any performance, any choreo version where you can see the full majesty of it all. Um, yeah, and the lyrics to this one are like, they're kind of sad because the main chorus is like, hello, where are you? I'm getting worried. And like, as you read through the lyrics, it's very clear that the guy in the song is fucking getting ghosted and is like... Mm not won't accept it he's like are you stuck in traffic like did you leave your phone at home like trying to think of reasons why she won't pick up his call it's because she don't want to see you anymore bro maybe she's cheating on him like she (laughs) cheats yeah Yeah. and like in the music video yeah betrayal 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 Uh, the whole album was meant to show a more mature side of the group and it definitely does like in the B-sides and also just like the styling, I think, because mm-hmm. now they're wearing like slicker stuff and there's even tie choreo. So yeah. like they're wearing suits in it too, um, which like before they were wearing just like, you know, like teen clothes and like some of their stages looked like 
dressed up mall attire. And like, mm-hmm. now we're getting classy with the suits. Um, the album reached number one on the Gown Digital chart. It sold 417,000 uh, digital sales between 2013 and 2018, so over five years. It entered the Gown Weekly album chart at number four for the week that it was released, and number nine on the monthly album with 9,000 copies sold. And I just want to, like, I don't know, we always talk about the charts. Mm-hmm. I just have to say, for context... There's a huge range on these charts because like the other deep dives we've done so far this year, like TVXQ is selling like six figures of albums and shit like that. And like, just for context, newest ranked number nine on the monthly album chart selling only 9,000 copies, which you might think like, how, what are you talking about? Like, how is this possible? First of all, I got this from the gown archive. So don't at me that it's wrong because it's not. (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) for context, that month, the number one was shiny at Mm 137,000. Number two was only 50,000. So there's a huge jump just from one to two. And then like, once you get to number seven, it's like less than 10,000. So it like jumps down really quickly. So just to say that people can rank in the top 10 and sell less than 10,000. Sure. It's all about what else is going on. (laughs) And also like I've been learning this with the real, with my album coming out recently that a lot of chart algorithms are like simply based on like a percentage like day over day. Mm. So like the day that my album came out, we were like number 42 on the rock charts with like the best of the Eagles and like Rolling Stones, like really old albums that have probably sold millions and millions of copies like around us. And it's because the day before we had sold zero albums Uh, and the next day we had sold X amount of albums. So that jumps it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because compared to yesterday, that's a 10,000% increase or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's all just dependent on what else is coming out and like what else is going on around it. And what was they listening to yesterday? I don't know. It's all really, yes. It's all based on a lot of things. And all of this is to say that take every chart ranking with a grain of salt. We just give them to you to try and give it a little context for how popular the album was. Yeah. All right. Moving on. After this EP came out on February 13th, 2013, they had their first solo concert in Korea. It was called Showtime, Newest Time. It was at the Lottie Card Art Center in Seoul. Um, and they chose a like smaller theater because they wanted to greet fans in a more intimate setting. Well, there you go. The following month, on March 15th, 2013, their one-year anniversary, they had their first Japanese concert at a, what will eventually become a recurring series, debut first anniversary live showtime. This was celebrating their first anniversary. They had not yet debuted in Japan, but they had two concerts in one day for a total audience of 4,000. Very nice. Mm. Then, a few months later, June to July 2013, they had their second fan meet tour, which was called the Newest Love Tour, and they had two stops in Japan, one in Singapore in June, and then they went to Taipei in July. So again, getting that international audience. For sure. So then on August 22nd, 2013, they released their third EP called the third mini album, Sleep Talking, and the single is Sleep Talking. Sleep Talking. 
This song was composed as shouted out in the song by Double Sidekick and David Kim. Aaron says, on a double kick track. (laughs) Um, The music video concept for this is like super wild patterned clothes that are really mismatched and like neon signs. And there's like an upside down house with beds on the ceiling and they're all chasing a like ghostly dream girl. Yeah. They're like nightmares and like. It appears that they're doing some kind of sleep study because the <laughs> they're girl, all- <laughs> they're in the, they're in like a room and they're sleeping on beds. And at the end, the girl, so like the whole thing is their dreams where mm-hmm. they're chasing this ghostly woman and like Becco gets chased with like a chainsaw and like shit happens and they like fall out of the beds. <laughs> but the woman that they're chasing at the end of the music video comes in with a clipboard and walks oh. around the beds while they're sleeping and like laughs as they're like tossing and turning. And so they appear to be being studied. I- I see, I see. Um, but in this music video and also on the stages, Ren has like a, a headband mm-hmm. that has like beaded curtain hanging down yeah. from it. It's so wild. And in the stages, they just they put it in two it. braids. It's so funny. It's so funny. This has the wildest look so far. Just like all kinds of patterns, shiny fabrics. Becco and Ren both have pink hair. Minions, like highlighter green shirt is backless um and they're like they have painted nails becco has tattoos in it um jr jr is very fluffy hair i like it when his hair is fluffy um but yeah it's really fun there's a cheeky shirt lifty chorus cheeky shirt lift cheeky shirt lift and when they did the stages they put like love tattoos on their little hips Mm -hmm. yeah because they just they don't show their abs they just show their like hip bone and so min hyun would would put a love tattoo on it but the choreo i think needs to be seen because Mm. they do an absolutely incredible leg locking backbend where they all stand in a circle around become a table and then they yes they they become a human table they become an interlocking table and one of them is standing in the middle and just like sings his verse while they're all lying just like oh it's so fucking cool it's we, so I screamed when I watched it. It looks really great. And then great. I rewound it. I loved seeing it as choreo and it just reminded me that like at some point in middle school at some kind of leadership conference or some dumb thing that I had to go to as like a trust exercise get to know you game we oh had, God, to, you had do to do that, that. like lay in a person <laughs> table because it's if you just space it out right and everyone just sits and lays down at mm-hmm. the same time no one will fall and it was like a so I was like oh I've never seen that used for choreo like that's cool yeah but then the chorus is very like easy I feel like yeah. it, it's it's like meant to be easy to learn because mm-hmm. they do this like cute little head tilt where they're like sleepy and then they like stretch mm-hmm. and it's very cute um the album concept and genre for this was a music fantasy mystic oh mystic fantasy i can't read it was supposed to be mysterious and fantasy ish Mm. but they wanted to show a cheerful and bright side in order to break from the previous concepts which had been kind of serious yes um or dramatic Railing in different ways yeah society exactly or, or getting cheated or on um but the whole ep i feel like is definitely has a totally different sound from the previous ones like all of the songs all the songs are fun but they're like way more lively mm-hmm. than the previous ones um the lyrics to sleep talking are very similar to what the music video says it's like about a dream girl she appears when i go to sleep and she disappears when i'm awake where are you my dream girl will i ever find you in real life like that whole that whole story etc (laughs) 
This EP entered the Gowan Weekly album at number eight for the week of release and the monthly at number 15 with 12,000 sold. It was number 92 on the Gowan Digital and it sold, it had 35,000 in digital sales in 2013. Um... And JR has two writing credits on this album. Yes, this is the first uh, album where we see member credits. So JR's the first. And I will have to say, so he wrote Pretty, or he has a lyric credit on Pretty and Please Don't. And both of those songs are very good. Mm-hmm. I really like them a lot. Pretty, I believe, if I remember correctly, features someone. It features a woman, I think. And I really liked it, if I remember correctly. Okay, it's a different one. I was like, the one song I hearted to recommend, I was like, I think it's on this album. Oh, yeah. that was oh my gosh, speaking of B-sides, though, I meant to, I wrote it down because on the Hello EP, the second song is called Hello, Hello. I saw and that. I thought that was fairly silly. <laughs> um, okay, so next up, on November 11th, 2013, a subunit was debuted. I guess that's what you would call it, but it's literally all the members plus one one. so (laughs) maybe it's more of like a special project project. group yeah but they were called newest m which stood for mystic or marvelous or multiply or just mandarin like it usually does when you put an m on something um but yes this was pletus partnered with Yuhua Entertainment to get into the Chinese market. So they decided to add a Yuhua trainee named Jason mm-hmm. to Newest. Then they re-recorded Sleep Talking and Face in Chinese. And they like performed at like a company announcement and like on TV one time. Mm. And I believe that is all that they ever did yeah. as Newest M because the like partnership with the company was over like after six months. Mm. And so like interesting, <laughs> interesting. I would be interested to look more into Pledis's connection with Yuhua. Cause Yuhua is a very big like entertainment company in China that does do K-pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're the company that gave us unique. Right. Um, so, and there's like other, like, what was that? Who's that? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant now, but yes. So they put out the Chinese version of sleep talking. Yes. Um, and I also saw a fun, a fun fact, because when I was finding the performances, the like only existing performances of Newest M, so many of the YouTube comments were like, came here after Jason's News, LOL, was reminded of this with Jason's News. And I was like, what is Jason's News? Jason pulled a Chen in 2019 <laughs> and announced a wife and a baby in the same day. So he has a daughter now. Because that, that right. Jason had like debuted in a Chinese group before getting put in newest Mm. M. And then when they disbanded the newest M thing, he changed companies and was in another group, I think. Mm. So he's like had a whole thing as a little Chinese idol himself, but interesting. thought that was funny. That is newest M. So that was a thing that happened one time and it ended in early 2014. All right, great. So March of 2014, they go back to Japan for their debut second anniversary live showtime Two. They still have not had a Japanese debut, but they hold four concerts, two at each venue in Osaka and Tokyo for a total audience of 6,000 people. Very nice. So then on July 9th, 2014, they released their first full album, which is called Newest, the first album, Rebirth. And the single is Goodbye Bye. Goodbye. 
This song was composed by Bumzu, Kim Taesong, Cha Cha Malone, and Casper. And the music video concept for this one is like all black outfits with like little mesh mesh peaks. And they're in like a spooky old house. Yeah. JR eats a betta fish live out of a bowl. <laughs> Ren dramatically shows his abs before puking. And then he comes up out of the toilet and has a rose in his mouth. And like someone gives themselves a tattoo. Minhyun Min gives himself a tattoo. And also it seems like their tummies hurt. Like they're all just like <laughs> clutching their they're stomach and like hitting the walls yeah. of this like decrepit old house and being like, I'm so pained. They're they're so pained. They are so pained. Um, yeah, this is the first like major skin showing. Yeah. Um, because yeah, Ren is just like open shirt for most of the music video, and then like Minhyun is wearing like a really a low top. cut tank top, and also Ren is shirtless on the album cover. Okay. So this was the time to take it off. Uh, but this song has hands in pockets choreo, which yeah. I love. Love that. And it's otherwise like very jumpy. It's like a very like light mm-hmm. flighty song. And then the pocket part is like real grounded. Yeah. That's and they cool. do these like fun kickback jumps. Um, there's a, they did release a choreo version of the music video, which is like a really great one take of mm, the whole yes. thing. Um, and so that I highly recommend that. The lyrics to Goodbye Bye are, there will be a day when I forget you. And it's basically like a self pep talk to get over a breakup. Like, Mm. I just need to move on. Like, we got to get through this pain and get over this. Mm. This album entered the weekly album chart at number five for the week of release and the monthly at number 13 with 11,000 copies sold. And JR has three writing credits on it. Aaron has one on a song called Give Me a Shoulder, which is one of my favorite songs off of the album. There you go. My bias, I suppose. <laughs> Shining through before I even knew that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but I just have to say this album, it's a full album, so it has like 12 tracks or so. But it also includes the four previously released mm-hmm. title tracks. So not all of the songs are new on it. After this album, the same month on July 30th, they put out at last their first Japanese release. This was called (laughs) Newest Best in Korea, and it is technically considered their debut, but it's a compilation album that was released by Ariola Japan. It has 14 tracks that were previously released in Korea, plus a Japanese version of Sandy, which is a B-side from the Action EP. Um, And it has only one original track called Shalala Ring, um, and that that was later released as a single on November 15th. And I just have to say, Shout La Ring is a very fun song. <laughs> and I liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, in August of 2014, to promote this newest best in Korea, they go on their first Japanese tour, newest Japan tour, One Love. They performed in three shows in three cities for an audience of 5,000. And then they're going to spend a few months touring. So September 2014, they go on their first overseas tour, newest Latin America tour. They did four shows. They went to Mexico City, Lima, Peru, Santiago, Chile, and Sao Paulo, Brazil for an audience of 8,000 people. Wow. And then in October, on October 17th, they went back to jo- to Japan um, for a third Japanese concert, just one show called Newest Autumn Live at Nakano Sun Plaza in Tokyo. Then 
November, they went on their second overseas tour, newest re-colon-spons Europe tour. They put on five shows. They went to Paris, Helsinki, Warsaw, Bucharest, and Milan. This was put on by My Music Taste, which is a Kickstarter organization where fans, not a Kickstarter specific, but like Kickstarter style. Yeah, organization. Uh, crowdfunded. Crowdfunding or- concerts specifically. And fans can campaign for where they want to see their art, their favorite artists. So fans got to vote for what cities in mm. Europe they wanted newest to go to. So that is why they went to those five cities in particular. And I couldn't confirm that that's what chose the Latin America stops too. But I felt like maybe it seems reasonable to me that that's how they would have done it. especially Mm. if they, I don't know, a summer of tour, a summer and autumn of touring for these boys. All right. Busy, busy. So then in February on the 27th of 2015, they released a special single called I'm bad. I'm Bad was composed by Kim Hyunju and Rishi. And the music video of this one is like 75% speed shots. Like it's not full slow-mo, mm-hmm. but they're not like moving at real speed. And they're in like black suits with bolos or like comfy sweater looks and just lazing around a like fancy but dusty looking house. Yes. And then there's a lady like doing ballet that they cut to sometimes. And there's no group shots at all in this music video. Just individual yeah singing the song in different chairs and floors and such yeah supposedly the song was released for was for their anniversary but it's released in february and it's definitely not a fan song so i don't know i couldn't find anything to confirm that that's like what it was for but it is very groovy and i liked it a lot yeah and the lyrics are like i'm a bad guy i'm so sorry a girl like you is too good for me um, and should I just call you tomorrow? Should I just call you tomorrow morning? I keep thinking of you crying. Oh dear! Yeah, this guy. He's like bad. Yeah, because he's like <laughs> I'm bad. You shouldn't be around me. But like, also, I feel like I should like call you because I feel like you need me. Bad. He's bad. Oh, I was. I interpreted that as being on the phone and she's crying and saying like, uh, I'll just call you tomorrow. Oh, but I keep thinking of you crying. Never mind. I don't know. Either know. way, it's uh, this guy's no good. This guy's bad. He said so. <laughs> so the rest of the year, they're going to um, leave Korea and do lots of other things. So starting with March 2015, second Japanese tour. This is the newest Japan tour, Showtime 3. This is an anniversary show, but bigger and better than <laughs> ever because it's got seven shows in six different cities. Then on May 3rd, 2015, they have their first U.S. solo concert called Newest First Solo Show in Dallas. And this is another show that was presented by My Music Taste. So fans voted to have them go to Dallas. Um, They just did one show at a place called Gillies Dallas in Dallas, Texas. And I've read that the VIP meet and greet was like a regular like 150 or whatever ticket price. But the general admission was free. Yeah, when you pay, they apparently like when you would pay online, like they would, it would charge you $30 and it would automatically refund you. And they said it in all the announcements, like it will automatically refund you like general admission is free. I couldn't believe it. But yeah. 
May 20th, so later that month, um, they released their second Japanese single called Na Na Na, wait, Na 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 Namida. <laughs> this is, they also had um, a B-side on this single that was a Japanese version of their song Hey Love. Um, and I just have to point out that this song has umbrella choreo, and I love that shit. The whole thing happens in the rain, and it's very theatrical and good. Love that. <laughs> September 25th. They go on their third overseas Dang. tour. Newest world tour concert, Re Colon Vive. This had four shows in Mexico City, San Salvador, El Salvador, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and Bogota, um, Colombia. <laughs> that same month, so I'm assuming just... Oh, no, I wrote it down. Just two weeks after their last show in South America, they went on their third Japanese tour, newest Japan tour, Bridge the World. Um, And they had three shows in three cities, Osaka, Tokyo, and Nagoya. That following month, no, two months later, November, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) In connection to this tour, Bridge the World, on November 18th, 2015, they put out their first Japanese album of the same name, Bridge the World. Uh, they had previously, I'm assuming like during the tour, mm-hmm. released four different songs as like pre-release singles, sure. one of which was called Bridge the World. There was also a song called Cherry, Access to You, and Amenoche Ein. The title track was released and performed at the show champion special KM, uh, Korea music festival in Yokohama, which cr- commemorated the 50th anniversary of the Japan Korea treaty. So bridge the world. That's what mm, the song's about. Very nice. I couldn't find a music video for the title track. I don't think there is one or at least or it's not on YouTube. Yeah. They've hidden music it videos, but they did put out a, an English version. And the song Cherry was used as a theme song for the film Their Distance, which is an independent Japanese film that starred the newest members. Wow. Yeah. It apparently told like, it was told like different vignettes. Mm. It's a film that centers around different ideas of love from generational to cultural, told in a non-linear narrative switching from various days in April to illustrate the perspectives of all the characters. Wow. Sounds artsy. Yes. Apparently it was. It had the newest members and a couple Japanese actresses. And there's like a few parts where they actually speak Korean in it too. Anyway, December 23rd to 24th, 2015, they finished their year with a Japanese special concert called Newest Christmas Special Event. They had two shows in Osaka and Tokyo. Then on February 17th, 2016, they released their fourth EP, which is called Q Is, and the single is Overcome. This song has a lyric credit for JR, first title track with a member credit nice. on it. Um, and it was also written by Bumzu, Max Song, Kim Unsu, Sogi, and Bum. Um, and I gotta say, before I get into anything else, this was the first song that I was literally furious. I'd never heard it before. Oh, I know. So mad. This is one of the weirdest K-pop songs I've ever heard. And it's so good it's like great the melody is so beautiful and it's like so smooth and groovy but the fact that the chorus has like the cupid shuffle 
yeah. percussion <laughs> and it like does not match with anything else that's happening but it works somehow like yeah. it is such a weird k-pop song it's like such a k-pop k-pop song and i'm literally so mad that i had never heard it before especially because if i had heard it when this came out i would have without a doubt totally understood all into this well yes, yes but i was gonna say fully without a doubt understood the concept of bed squeak percussion yes because it has the squeakiest, squeakiest of the squeaks squeak, i've sure. ever fucking heard um but the whole thing is really fun like there's the chorus with that like there's such good falsetto high yes. notes in the chorus and then the end just like explodes in riffs it's so good the choreo is really good there's super cool formations and a ton of really good like ripple effects and then the, we're gonna talk about the whole like concept of it but the details in the choreo are also very like smart and intricate and it tells a story and it's great yes it's really good this whole ep perfect from start to finish no notes all bops cue is listen to it <laughs> wonderful so the music video for overcome it's in like a rundown mansion and also in like an endless snow apocalypse mm -hmm. and like minhyun has like goggles and a cape like it's star wars yeah. and he's like searching in this weird snow desert and ren has like super long black hair and oh, like, like to his contact so much hair and they like there's a flashbacks to like a queen on a throne and she like gets like like sucked out of yeah. the window behind her and all they're all into like a portal and they're all like no like reaching and she gets sucked yeah. away and then this queen will like be part of the rest of the music videos for like a couple of years. Like this starts some weird like lore in yes. the newest music videos. Yeah. So this album or this EP Q is the Q stands for queen and it tells the story of knights who want to protect their queen. And it is a narrative that they will continue for the next couple EPs. Um, but like, so in the choreo, there's like a specific part where they like m do like a crown move and then it ends with them like grab and they're like holding swords, like miming, like holding swords. It's very cool. It's like subtle. It doesn't, it's not like super overt, but if you know what to look for, it's there. Um, but yeah, so the album, the whole album also supposedly like tells different pieces of the story, each song telling about a knight who loves and wants to protect his queen. Yeah. And the lyrics for overcome, uh, there's a line that's, it's all right, girl. Even when the black thorns scratch me up and give me scars, I'll be your knight to save you from sadness. Um, and it also has a lyric where they say, baby, mama, maha. Can the purple dawn? It's like a whole mm. thing, and it does not translate to literally anything. The last part sounds like purple the moon. It does sound like purple moon, um, but purple the moon. Purple the moon. <laughs> it's like a it's like a crazy phrase, and I googled it. And it does not seem to exist literally anywhere online, spelled in Korean or spelled in English, anywhere pre this song. And mm. every single link explaining what it means is from like a Soompi forum about mm. this song or a YouTube comment on this song. Okay. And the only thing I found that was not newest related was a, ta a Korean tattoo artist who had tattooed it on somebody. But they, and they but didn't mention newest, but mm. it was like, after that, I don't know, but it's supposedly, quote, a spell to make you forget your sorrow. 
but like nobody knows where it came from. It doesn't seem to have any actual lore. I saw one fan supposing that uh, JR just reads a lot of manga and that it's like from <laughs> something or from a video game and he like pulled it mm. out somehow. But it's one of those like lyrics that's supposedly a spell from no source material that anyone yeah, yeah, can yeah. find. So I don't know, just a weird thing about this song. I Interesting. Guess. I also wonder if they just like made it up, like knowing that it was going to be a story, but like would fantasy concept. Yeah. And then like, maybe somebody said like, Oh, it's a spell that whatever. Yeah. They had their marketing <laughs> team, like gorilla go into the comments and say, that's what it yeah. was and just start a legend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This album entered the weekly album chart at number five for the week of its release and the monthly at number 15 with 6,000 sold. On the EP, JR has four writing credits, Beko has two, and Minhyun has one. Next up in August, on the 29th of 2016, they released their fifth EP called the fifth mini album, Canvas, and the single is Love Paint, parentheses, Early Afternoon. So Love Paint was composed, it had lyrics by all the members of Newest and was composed by Bumzu and Royal Dive. Um, and the music video to this one has them all like staring out of windows of this like blank, like teal apartment. And Aaron is painting with no canvas <laughs> on the thing. And there's like a black box with like lasery lights for the dance scenes. And they're wearing untucked button downs. And there's one scene with like flowy purple shirts. Yeah, they wear those on a stage at some point. Um, and also Ren has a pink bowl cut that is unforgivable. Yeah. His it's... hair usually looks so good. And like this is a truly terrible haircut that would look good on no one. And it's also dyed really poorly. It's like, dyed it's really poorly. And... and it's cut really poorly. Yeah. Like it is not even cut at all and I like can't even believe that anyone allowed him to leave the chair with that on his head I know it's unbelievable to me <laughs> it's very unbelievable I think I, I didn't like that I didn't all. like it at all but I do really like this song oh my god it's so good it's so good I like don't know how to describe it but it's really nice there's like super funky bass moments but it had but it's like not in your face but it's like energetic it like moves mm -hmm. I don't know it's really nice it's really nice and the choreo is really cool to watch because at the beginning they do these like fun painting moves and they use the backup dancers as like props and set pieces in a really cool way and they even do the like sexy sister leg oh, yeah, snaky move which is always a favorite mm -hmm. but the whole concept of this ep was about like going through 24 hours mm. of a day um because it starts with daybreak which is a duet between minhyun and jr and every single song has like the title comes with the parentheses that has something like one morning every afternoon evening by evening starlight night um and it's supposed to continue the knight and queen uh, story. Uh, uh. The lyrics to this one are in my black and white life, you put color into my world. And from the East where flowers bloom, we become a harmonious color. And as discussed last week, this song has many symptoms mm. of a fan song. It was written by the members. It has the fandom in the title. It addresses oh, the audience as we, 
and it speaks poetically about making each other better with your bright colors mm. of the world. So I think an argument be. can be made. But funnily enough, the newest song I used in my data for the fan song episode, I think is on this album, but was not this song. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of fan songs to choose from, honestly. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That one that's on this mm-hmm. album is yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this whole EP is very, very pretty and nice. It was, it was really lovely. I liked it. Um, the, this song got them their first music show nomination, not their first music show win, but nomination on the show. And the EP entered the gown weekly album chart at number three for the week of release and the monthly chart at number 22 with 4,000 sold. Minhyun has five writing credits. JR has four and Beko has three. In October of 2016, they went on their fourth Japanese tour, newest Japan tour, One for Love, and they had six shows in six different cities. And then we get to 2017. 2017. So from April, so previous to this, I suppose we should say that supposedly I read from a few different places. I couldn't like confirm in an interview where they talked about like, you know, like with TVXQ, we had so many interviews where they were like, yeah, we thought about not continuing. I didn't find that for this, Mm. but supposedly the group had been considering disbandment um, because they hadn't been hugely successful in Korea. Like they're able to go abroad, but like at home, they're not having huge numbers. Um, So, Pledis decided to put J.R., Beko, Minhyun, and Ren on the second season of Produce 101. While the season airs, I mean, they went on there. The whole promise mm-hmm. of the show is to, like, get give people a second chance, even though, actually, no, it's no, not it's really. No, it's usually That's trainees. That's the unit. It's usually trainees. Yeah. There were only a few already debut people on mm-hmm. the Produce Yes, shows. on season two, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were... Because there were other, there were other there were, They were not the had, only group yeah. that was on Produce 101 season two, but yes, it is mostly trainees. But anyway, um, Pledis put them on there to hopefully rise their popularity. And it worked because while the season aired, both Q is and canvas started rising in the charts. And after the finale, five newest albums re-entered the monthly gown charts, action Q is rebirth, sleep talking and canvas. Um, so it did what it was supposed yeah. to do. Luckily, uh, Minhyun, like we said, was in Wanna One, um, so he joined that for one and a half years. And the remaining four members capitalized on that recent surge in popularity, so they started promoting the 2013 single "Hello" as newest W on music shows. And the W stands for waiting. So now we will enter the newest W era yeah. of the story. And we made the executive decision to include this. Oh, we have because to. Because it's vitally important. It's important. And honestly, like, not that, uh, not that Minhyun isn't important. It's very important. But it's still the same group. It seems like oh, it 100%. would be like not counting Super Junior comebacks where they weren't all there. Then you couldn't count any yeah, yeah, of yeah. them after a certain point. That's so, so true. So anyway, so true. it's part of the story, mm. but, it's dif- be- but it's different because newest, unlike other groups decided to really mark that as a Mm -hmm. thing i feel like other groups are missing members for whatever reason and they don't usually like rebrand to do that newest decided to like turn over a new leaf pun intended and i feel like they also 
took newest W as an opportunity to like carve out what the newest sound was going to be because the previous releases that they've had, I think there's a huge range from title to title. Like Mm. there's not really a consistent sound. And even in the B sides, like every EP sounds unique. Like they do their own thing for each album. Um, and then in newest W I feel like you get what I think of when I think of like the newest, what is newest yeah, yeah, yeah. sound like? This is where we start to get it. I think so. I think so. Um, I'll get, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I have more thoughts about that, but then we'll get to it. Um, so just like a fun fact to start off before we talk about the newest W era, I thought that it was very interesting. Like again, that they were leaning into this. We are missing a member, but we're going to do something else. Mm-hmm. So like watch us while we're waiting. Um, in that every title track that they released as newest W has missing you as a huge theme of the song. They're definitely like mostly like emo breakup songs and don't seem like you could be like, this is about their missing member. Right. Right. They're right. Very like, it's Girl, just, you the broke theme. my heart. But the yeah. theme is that they're missing someone and missing something. And I just thought that was interesting that they decided to make this whole era like a thing. Yeah, Absolutely. So the first thing that they did as newest W was a debut single called If You. So there's no music video for If You, but they did music show performances where they all like walk in one at a time in a like meet us. Or it's like, or it's us, your boys from Produce that you that got voted off. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. all, like, they, the ones who went on also got acclaim, even though they didn't make it into one-on-one. Right. They Absolutely. were getting lots of, like, screen time and nicknames and personalities exactly. from being on this super popular reality show. Um, but yeah, this is just a really nice, soft, temp, mid-tempo R&B ballad. Yeah. And it reminds me of, like, old first-gen boy band. Like, it's just a very classic boy band yeah. song. Yeah, it's just really pretty. And the, like, they just do, like, a stand-in sing, like, for the mm-hmm. performances. But the performances of this and Hello that they did, like, at, in their revival stages are mm-hmm. very good. Very good. So then, on October 10th, 2017, they released their first EP as newest W called W here and the single is where you at where you at this song was composed by jr becko bumsu and royal dive so I guess I'll take my moment and say it right now because I said Bumsu's name. But the last two tracks were also, or maybe three, but the last couple of tracks have also had Bumsu on mm-hmm. it. And if you are a Seventeen fan, Bumsu you know writes name. all the Seventeen songs with Woozy. And I think that this He's is... He's also a Pledis soloist. Yes. And I think this is part of the like coming into their own mm-hmm. journey or coming into like something cohesive. This is where I feel like they start to establish... Well, like, is a pletus sound? Sure, I guess. absolutely. Because yeah. I also know, I feel like Becco sings really similarly to how DK and Boo yeah, yeah, sing. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the pletus voice, yeah. the way that there's 100%. a JYP voice and, and an, an SM, SM voice. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I feel like Bumzu getting involved, like, 
starts to like give absolutely them and i think that this song very much fits into the music 17 was releasing at the time oh, yeah. like that pl- drop yeah, that yeah, edm yeah. drop mm-hmm. is so 2017 oh yeah 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 and the like where you with like yes. is so dk <laughs> yes. yeah it really is it really is but so like to say that the company is kind of like fleshing out their sound is is fun and it's cool to see that they're getting a chance to do it themselves like, yeah because the member it's like it's mm-hmm. not just bumzu but also the members it's like yeah. the same way that bumzu and woozy is 17 yeah bumzu like Bum jr and beko is, is newest, newest yeah and that's mm-hmm. really cool yeah um but also the music video for this one when it started i was like oh hello budget uh, that's what i said i was like oh money 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 because they're actually <laughs> outside <laughs> yeah and there's like like helicopter Sweeping drone drone shots, shots. And shit like money money <laughs> but this is like a very very trippy artsy music video mm-hmm. that was starting to become the like moment in k-pop at the time yeah um but we get our motifs of our queen stuff because there's a woman with a jewel mask and she kidnaps ren in a red car <laughs> we like zoom away to this empty spot in the desert where there's a mirror and the mirror is gonna keep being a thing too Mm. and she like dances all spooky in the mirror and like i don't know there's just lots of trippy artsy there's a bunch there's a church there's like a neon church yeah and like aaron is looking for keys in like a room that's all overgrown and like there's a bedroom underwater there's just like a lot of a lot of artsy things happening Mm -hmm. and then them dancing in this like endless desert Yeah, yeah yeah and they are wearing like super bright red tops so that they're like the only spot of color in mm-hmm. it it's very fun um the mu- the lyrics to this one are i run around searching but i'm still only in my room and even if you're just an illusion i'll keep chasing mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of similar to that dream girl song where it's yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. missing something and searching for something but like is it only in my mind <laughs> i don't know art and uh, this song was number one on the Gowan Weekly. Hell yeah. And sold 288,000 copies. So newest W, like yeah. going on produce, fucking mm. worked. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like fucking 20 quadruple so whatever. Much like bigger. so much more sales and their first number one um, as any real, as like any and iteration, anything. I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, so then on December 23rd, 2017, they released an OST called Let Me Out for a drama called A Korean Odyssey. And this is a dubstep song with real creepy vibes. <laughs> um, but the drama itself is a modern take on a 16th century Chinese novel called Journey to the West. And it is currently available on Netflix US mm. if you want to watch it. Sure. Uh, but then June 25th, 2018, they released their second EP as newest W called Who You? And the single is Deja Vu. Oh, what a song. Oh, I feel like so I, I meant to check where I put it, but it... Um, in my 2018 best of Deja Vu was a lot of places, I think. Oh, yeah. And I remember <laughs> when we saw them at KCON that year, and we were like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> they are great. Yeah, they are great. This song was composed by JR, Beko, Bumzu, and Anchor, who will come up again, but that's the first appearance of Anchor. 
the music video for concept of Deja Vu is suits. Oh, yes. It was a suit concept. No shirts, suits. No shirts. And they did have a preview. I wrote it down. When was it? I have it. Oh, for Overcome. They had no one had a real shirt except for Aaron. (laughs) And then in this one, even he did not have a shirt on. No shirt. Got him on board. (laughs) Um, And the music video is again, like keeping with the like trippy artsy theme. It's like they're in what appears to be like a museum, Mm -hmm. but all the statues have like hollow fabric thrown over them and there's like tvs and microphones and cameras and weird old technology like sticking out of all the walls yeah yeah yeah. and now the queen is a child a weird ghostly (laughs) child that keeps appearing behind them but she's still their lost queen i can only interpret and i also can only interpret that they are making lsd at the beginning (laughs) of the music video because at the beginning of the video one of them has all these like vials and tinctures and they're putting drops of stuff on like hollow stickers and i was like i only know that to be drugs (laughs) Um, but there's also like a time machine and like a spooky door to nowhere it's just a it's there's a lot happening yeah there is a lot happening to it but the um Moments of choreo that you see in it are fun, but I Mm -hmm. highly, highly recommend finding a full choreo version of it because I think not only does this sound, I think, exemplify that newest sound Mm -hmm. we're going to keep getting moving forward, but I think the choreography is a really good example of the style they're going to keep moving forward because the choreo has super interesting detailed isolations in it Mm. and they do newest the like newest trend of choreo in their lighter half which is one of my favorite things about them is that they love to do isolations where they'll like lean dramatically and then they just do their hands for like a whole bunch of stuff and then they like move and they Mm -hmm. like have really smooth like sweepy legs and they even do the little like leg snaky move again in this and it's just very like subtle and cool and sexy in a like smooth way that I love their their choreo just like slithers yeah and I think it's great that's good I think it's great the lyrics to deja vu are let me turn back time to go where you are let me stay with you so the time machine mm. absolutely this album uh, went to number one on the weekly al- weekly album chart. It stayed at number two for two weeks afterward, um, and it ranked at number three on the monthly with 153,000 sold. And I also noted that they released a self-cam dance-around type music video for the B-side Yellow no. It's lonely backwards. I don't know okay. how you would say it, but <laughs> the title is Lonely Backwards. <laughs> So then on August 26, 2018, they released their second OST, a song called And I from Mr. Sunshine. This is just really beautiful vocals on your standard OST ballad. Um, But Mr. Sunshine is a historical drama that Mm. takes place in the 1800s about a guy who stowed away on a ship to America when he was a child. And then he comes back to Korea as an American soldier. And this like, and he like loves a girl, but they're still wearing like old timey Joseon clothes like in Korea. But like he's come from like the city where there's carriages and cars and and like i don't know my brother watched it and said it was good it's also on netflix (laughs) great but they they sung one of the beautiful love songs on mr sunshine 
Then on October 1st, 2018, they did a collab single called I Don't Care with NC Soft character brand Spoons. And it's just a little super cute pastel box music video. And it's a fun little song. Yeah, very bubblegum, very cute. So then on November 26th, 2018, they released their final EP as newest W called Wake, N. And the single is Help Me. This song was composed by J.R. Becko, Bumzu, and Anchor, just like the last one. Um, and the music video concept for this one um, is that they're like, there's a lot of weird old technology mm. around like reel-to-reel machines and a telegraph thing mm. and like empty warehouses, but then there's like a living room set in the middle of the empty warehouse. Um, there's stairs to nowhere. Mm. The mirror that the queen looks through is cracked now. Um, there's like water suspended in the sky. So we've got like more trippy, just more trippy elements, but they're wearing like suit like outfits. They're not suits. They're Mm -hmm. all like complicated other things. Yes. I feel like they, they do come off very, princely Mm -hmm. or like royal court adjacent because yeah there's a lot of like very beautiful structured jackets and coats that are not necessarily a strict suit but like each one of them is very different they're not wearing the same thing at all and it's really nice uh the lyrics to this one are i try to erase you and then i miss you and then i hate you what do i do so the help me is that Mm. you know that dilemma of like I can't get over this ah yeah this song is very interesting too because like it's mostly just computer effects and like not distinctive instruments Mm. I feel like in the background but the vocals are so pretty the whole time like it's very singy and then it has such a like belty chorus to it I like don't know how to classify this genre of music aside from being like that sounds like what Pledis makes yeah um but yeah (laughs) The album entered the Gown Weekly chart at number one and the monthly at number four with 157,000 sold. So that was the last album that Newest W put out. And then in February of 2019, Min Hyun's 101 contract finished at the end of January. So he rejoins Newest in February, thus dissolving Newest W. There you go. It was a moment. They held it down. They sold the albums. Hell yeah, they did. They ranked real high. Um, And we didn't mention it, but they did their... I don't remember. I think it's Deja Vu is the first one that won a music show. Um, I could be wrong about that. But one of their newest W's did win a music show. Um, And yeah, that was the first time that they... And any iteration of the group had won. Yeah. They also... I didn't mention it before, but I thought it was interesting... They got light sticks for newest W and they had not had oh, light sticks previous, but they got light sticks for newest W. Cause I remember people having them at that That's KCON. Right. It was like a, it kind of looked similar to the monster X one, but there was a W like in the clear part. Mm. And then they got new light sticks later that like their current or the light sticks they ended up with look so much like those like crystals that Superman like plugs into his <laughs> crystal computer like the shape of it is so interesting anyway 
March 15th, 2019, they released a special single called A Song for You, a fan song for mm-hmm. the seventh anniversary and to celebrate that they were five again. Yeah. And oh, it is beautiful. We put in the play on the YouTube playlist a version of them like singing it, I think. No, maybe it was from 2019 on you Hewell's sketchbook. Ah, the sketchbook. Oh, so good. So lovely. Uh, In April of 2019, they went on their first Asia tour called the newest tour, Segno. The tour kicked off with three days of shows in Seoul at the Olympic Gymnastics Arena for an audience of 36,000 from April 12th to the 14th. Um, so these, this is one of the, they have not performed in Seoul in a really long time. And so this, this tour has two legs. The first of it is here in Seoul, um, in April. And then it continued later in July with two shows in Bangkok and one in Hong Kong and finished in August with shows in Jakarta and Manila. Um, and the second leg of the tour had a combined audience of 45,000. That's really wild because if you think about the attendance, the attendance from the other tours mean like tell me that they were playing in arenas with a capacity of two thousand, mm-hmm. and yeah. now they are playing in arenas with a capacity of twelve thousand. Yeah, that is such a jump. Yeah, it is. It's such a jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. It's crazy. Wow. And on a- and in April of 2019, their debut song Face, speaking of things like being a huge jump, surpassed 100 million views on YouTube um right before the five member reunion. Yeah. They did it. They to did show it. The support. They got the light back on newest. So on April 29th, 2019, Newest released their sixth EP called the sixth mini album, Happily Ever After, with the single, Bet Bet. This song was composed by Beko J.R. Bumzu and Royal Dive. And the music video features them in stunning black outfits with belts and jewels. And they're dancing in water. And there's like a, Aaron has a little roulette table poker chip set Mm -hmm. for the bet bet part. And our queen is back and she's on a throne and has like a, jeweled eye like a curtain jewel curtain eye cover thing thing. Mm -hmm. really stunning um and her when she looks in her mirror there's lightning in it now oh no (laughs) um and at the end of the music video minhyun walks through a door and he joins all of the other members and they're in like a magical garden and it plays some of the song fine which is the Mm. last track on the album nice so as a happily ever after they're all back together they like feature it in the music video in a little way which is really nice that's nice and this is the final part of the night series so the ep has a fairy tale storybook concept and supposedly finishes out the night queen story mm-hmm. um and the lyrics to bet bet are about uh, your love is dangerous to me but i do anything for it but you don't need to love me you got my bet i want to bet on myself is the like yeah. chorus yeah i couldn't like reading through the lyrics i was like i don't really get what this is about <laughs> but it's a catchy ass song it's so oh my good. god my notes are literally just fuck me mm-hmm. i love this song it's so good i never get tired of it ever ever ever, ever i never ever. do either and i also appreciate it because it gave me the pun new weasel song because <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's a whistle song. Love it. Um, yeah, go. it's Very got good. a really great uh, whistle hook in it, but the choreo is also just like so good. There's such a, uh, there's like, wait, I got distracted. Where are my notes? Here they are. Such good choreo. Mm-hmm. There's a great run in place move. Yeah in the chorus when they're like run to you run to you um and i feel like maybe this is the most intricate five member choreo so Mm. far i don't know maybe it's just like a product of the era that like now choreo is so much more complex than it used to be um but it's really it's really good like the backup dancers are working hard (laughs) they are like throwing themselves around on the ground um and the boys do too like there's right at the beginning of the chorus there's this huge jump move and like yeah beko is such a beefy guy and he gets so much air like he jumps so high it's crazy it's crazy um and there's a really nice slutty knee move which i always Mm, have to point out gotta get on the floor Mm mm-hmm this album, uh, it had a triple crown on gown for the week of April 28th to May 4th, which means it was number one on the weekly album chart, the digital download chart, and the BGM chart. It ended the gown monthly at number six, which with 162,000 albums sold and was certified platinum, which is the first newest album to do so. It also debuted at number eight on the US Billboard World Chart and hit over 10 million views on YouTube in the first week dang they're here huge turn yes they are here and bet bet is their first music show win as five members they won on may 8th show champion seven years after their debut and at the time i believe it still is but it was the record Mm -hmm. for longest groups ever gone without winning music show yeah and they went on to win four music shows overall Um, and becco jr and bumzu wrote all six tracks of this album and it's a good album. Mm. Oh, yeah, it is. This is a excellent from the beginning. Um, from beginning to end. Great album. The physical version also included a Minhyun solo called Universe, which was released with a music video as well that they shot in Budapest and Milan. Oh. Then on May in May of 2019, they released a special single called Blessing. might be thinking what like (laughs) where did that song come from and it's because this is so special i can't believe it this is actually the official audio recording from 2012 of what was supposed to be their debut song Mm -hmm. it was a candidate for their debut but they never put it out so they put it out now i died because this is a princess disco song It's like absolutely one of my princess disco songs with a little bit of like trot cheese thrown in there. And like they sound like tiny little babies. And this is just the cutest. I think this is such a cute thing to do. I like can't get over how cute it is. And to make the cute even cuter, they released a special music video of this, which they filmed during their reality show called Newest Road. And the member it's just like selfie cam music video but the parts where the members try to sing over blessing they do it an octave down because <laughs> they can't sing this baby song anymore and it's really cute that is really cute that is really cute but uh jr has a credit a lyric credit on this song on blessing yes 
All right. So then October 21st, 2019, they released their seventh EP called The Table. And the single is Love Me. This song was composed by Beko, JR, Bumzu, Parkite, and N More. In the music video for this one, we are finally moving away from our artsy mm-hmm. night queens emo concepts. And this is like a very fun music video. They are wearing ill-fitting patterned <laughs> shirts that are tucked into the weirdest pants. Such strange fabrics. So funny. Like some of them look like they're made out of plastic. Yeah. Really wild stuff. And the like aesthetic of the whole music video is kind of like early 80s with mm. like the cars and the technology. But they like work at a space drive-in in <laughs> space and like go fishing on the clouds. And it's like, yeah. it's a, it's more whimsical. It's very bright. Mm. It's very fun and pretty different from like the last era of stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely very different um but i also really really like this song this is like one of my favorites the chorus is simple but i don't know it's just so catchy it's yeah. just so catchy um and they have a lot of fun like warbled voice effects yeah. in the background which i always love um and the choreo is great the like main part of the chorus has them like turning their backs to the audience and then doing these like isolated like hands mm-hmm. on their arms and stuff um and there's like a great part toward the end where Minhyun is like the center of the V, but he's on his knees and the rest of the V is all backup dancers. And then the other four are like behind him doing like a different version of the choreo. And it's really cool. The like whole piece of it Mm. is just really good. Um, But this whole EP was meant to have a more easy listening feel to it. So like the distinct shift in sound not being so dramatic anymore was on purpose. It's called The Table because each song represents stories that friends and families would share around a dinner table. And apparently the recording took more retakes than any other album because of how different the songs were from what they were previously used to singing. I saw some footage. It might have been from this. Or it might have been from another album recording, but it was Becco in the producer chair while they were recording, being very nitpicky in particular. And like whoever was singing was like, it's really like, I feel like you wrote it really hard. And he's like, <laughs> yep. So take it again. Like, he's like very, um, yeah. So I think he's a very intense producer. So that's probably mm, why. Yeah. Like Jew Honey. Again. Yes. Again. <laughs> um, this is a straightforward love song This is a, where it's a new relationship, but you can trust me. Just get close to me now. I want to dance with you on this empty street. Just be brave. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those nice. Yeah. Love me, love me, love come me. Come on, love me, love me songs. <laughs> This EP entered the Gaon Weekly album at number two for the week of release, and it ranked at number three on the Gaon Monthly with 183,000 sold. The single came in first on all five major music shows. Beko and Bumzu wrote all six tracks with JR on five and Minhyun on one. And the whole EP is really lovely. so pleasant. Um, I feel like one of my favorite songs, I just have to call it out, is called Call Me Back. And it has almost a bossa nova vibe Mm. to it. Like bossa nova meets that like cafe candy bounciness. Great. Call Me Back. 
Uh, from November 15th to November 17th this year, they had a Seoul fan meet called Love Page. This was held for three days in Seoul at the Olympic Park Stadium, which had an audience of 26,000. Then on February 14th, Valentine's Day 2020, they released a special single. This is another collaboration with Spoons, and this song is called Let's Love. That co-participated co-partic- producing this song and all the members wrote the lyrics and it has a sweater boy music video and the song is just so nice. Yeah, it's so lovely. I remember when this came out, I it was my recommendation on an episode <laughs> when it came out because it's cute as shit. They, oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. So then May 11th, 2020, they released their eighth EP called The Nocturne and the single was I'm in trouble. This song was composed by Beko Bumzu and Anchor. And the music video for this one, they have like suit-ish outfits with like cool cutouts mm-hmm. and also like really interesting shirts leather pants-ish like co- those are like the two main yeah. outfit combos but this music video seems to have like some kind of story happening with it Aaron is a tattoo artist Becco is a photographer JR is a musician Ren is like a business guy and Minhyun is maybe a model or maybe just the ringleader Mm. or the person that connects them. Um, But it's very clear throughout the music video that they have a secret that these five people did something together and that they are like all on edge, like waiting for the ball to drop. They like look over their shoulders a lot. Mm. And then there's also like scenes of them all like facing each other and like finger gunning, like blaming each other. And they never explicitly say what they might've done, but Mm. like, it's clear these people are in trouble. Hey, so there you go. <laughs> um, and also, just to note, Becco's hair is like this orchid. Oh, it's so pretty. Purpley pink. It's like the prettiest color. It's such yeah, a yeah, good yeah. color. Also, I had to correct my earlier statement because it's definitely not I'm in trouble era Aaron that made me think of John Cusack because his hair is bleach blonde yeah. in this, <laughs> almost white. And he doesn't usually have fun hair colors. Yeah. He's usually a black haired boy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the lyrics are, oh, I'm in trouble. The words that you spit out, you drive me crazy. I hate the mistake of missing you. Reasons for my feelings? There will be over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that when the song came out, I definitely, definitely spoke at length mm-hmm. about how fucking good it is. But let me just reiterate that this song is fucking great. It's like, so It's good. so good. Everything about it is one of my favorite things I've just like ever heard. I love everything about this song. Like the bass is so good and the snaps are so good and it's so nice and watery and the choreo is a treat to watch. Like, oh my God, when they do the little knee swivel head turn on the, I got you on my mind. It's my favorite. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. And I just have to say that I love it. (laughs) it's so good it's so good it's oh this song is so good okay 
the album entered the Gowan Weekly charts at number one for the week of release, uh, the monthly at number five with 191,000 sold. And it also topped the album retail download and BGM charts. So it was a all kill number one. And it is the first full group single of theirs to break into the top 10 on the digital chart. Mm. Beko and Bamzu wrote all six tracks with JR on three, Ren and Minhyun on one each. And I got to shout it out. Moon Dance is probably one of my favorite newest songs mm. of all time. And it's a B-side on this album. So it was very good. All right. On October 7th, 2020, they released their second Japanese album called Drive. This album had 14 tracks of it, but all of them appeared to be previously released Korean songs, but I think they were in their original Korean. I couldn't mm. confirm that because this album isn't available for me to listen to, look, to yeah. anywhere. Um, but the songs are all written by the members and Bamsu. Um, and then the title track is called Drive Japanese Version. So I don't know if it's a Japanese version of a b-side or something i don't mm. remember a song korean called, song called drive no, like it's not a major but, release yeah called drive but the title is called drive japanese version and it was written by beko bumzu jay and rudy and glenn and i think this is one of their only i thought it was interesting that for their japanese release too they stuck with the same like beko and mm. bumzu got to write it as well um which i don't think happens very often on January, 20, that was the last thing they did in 2020. 20, yeah. So January 2021, Aaron goes on a hiatus for mental health and receives support for anxiety. Good for him. Good for breaks. Uh, then April 19th, 2021, they released their second full album called Romanticize. And the single is Inside Out. <laughs> Inside Out was composed by Beko, J.R. Bumzu, Jihai, Inner Child, Anchor, and Jay and Rudy. Got a lot more people on this one yeah. than usual. Um, and the music video concept for this one is art. They're in museums. They have wild outfits on. Beko is chiseling shirtless. Um, they're in like photography exhibit. It's like art. Mm -hmm. Also, Aaron has the mullet that yes. we spoke about earlier. And Ren has the shortest hair he's ever of, had. He's ever had. Mm -hmm. And it's like aqua blue in this bright, un unbelievable blue raspberry shade. Yes. Of, like blue raspberry lollipop It is such shade. an unnatural, like a shade that is not often seen in anything other than candy. Yeah. Like it is so shocking and so vibrant. And all of the like... I don't know. I felt like personally, I didn't love the color schemes that they chose for these outfits. I felt like the cuts of them were fine. Like they're mostly just wearing like complicated shirts tucked into pa complicated right. pants, but the patterns are weird. Mm. And like on stage, they wore a lot of like almost camouflage color scheme. Mm. And I don't know. I just didn't like the color. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only complaint. Um, the lyrics of this one describe not being able to stop loving someone. Uh, they say, entering my passcode, your birthday, when I close the door, 
see the failing guardrail, and my heart continues to race to you. Growing lovesick. <gasps> the drama. The drama. The drama. This album entered the weekly album charts at number two for the week of its release and the monthly at number six with 206,000 albums sold. Uh, it went on to win four music shows. Becco has six writing credits out of the 10 total tracks. And this album actually features a solo song for every single member. And each member wrote their own Mm. solo. Um, Aside from his solo track, JR also has three additional credits. Um, Aaron did promote. He is in the music video and he did go on the music shows with them. He like came out of his hiatus to like join them for this. And then he went back to hiatus so he only came out to be on the music shows and then he went back until the end of june when he officially announced in a v live that he would be rejoining them so the rest of this year they just kind of do a lot of solo activities jr and minhyun are in dramas let me be your knight and soul marriage respectively aaron hosted a twitter talk show called circle room Beko made his theater debut. He was in both Midnight Sun and Alter Boys. And Ren headlined as Hedwig in The Angry Inch. Ooh, ooh. Love it. November of 2021, they came back together to have a soul concert called The Black. This was an offline concert and was the first in over two years. And it was held for three days at the Jamsil Indoor Gymnasium in Seoul. Um, They ended this year of 2021 with various performances. They performed at the Asia Artist Awards, where they also won the Best Achievement Award. They went to the KBS Song Festival, SBS Gaio, etc. Then, just a few weeks ago, on February 28th of this year, it was officially announced that Newest's contracts would be ending today, March 15th. Aaron, JR, and Ren will be leaving Pledis, and Beko and Minhyun renewed their contracts. The members all posted handwritten letters on their social medias, um, thanking their loves and just confirming that, like, this is what was going to happen. Yes. And it's very sad. It is very, very sad. I mean, especially... It's sad for anyone who has been following them for, I think, any amount of time. And then, like, especially going through this and, like, learning all about them for the first time yeah. and being like, wow, they really, they like... just got started. It feels like they just they, got started. And also, every single... Like, not only do they have a... I can't say that, like, any of their albums are bad because none of them are. Like, they have a solid discography through, like, especially when you consider, like, that they started in 2012 and, like, the way that they go through the eras of yeah, K-pop. Yeah, the way that K-pop has changed since 2012 and that they've stayed with it They've is stayed with already, it yeah. and made quality, relevant music through every single trend of K-pop. They, like, really were doing what was popular and it's just, like, so sad to see that like oh man like every single album like just got better and better yeah, yeah, like yeah. they were just aging like fine wines and like they're not even that freaking old none and of them like, have gone to the military yet they're 95ers yeah, they still have, till next they still year. have time and like what we're calling it quits now what? but why but why i know that's that's like the that's the eternal question and Nobody really knows, and we're not a speculative, gossipy podcast usually, but like, I don't, I, it feels like it could be a couple of different factors. Like, yeah. A, we have a pattern now that we can see that with Big Hit Hybe 
buying companies that Mm. they seem to let groups go like Mm -hmm. shortly after. And I was, many people were confused by G friend being disbanded because they were very popular and it feels confusing to me to disband this group. Yeah. And actually G friend is a good parallel to it because their last few comebacks had like really departed from what they had originally Mm -hmm. done. And both were very popular. So it was like, it's not like you can make the argument that they are being disbanded because they're not successful. Mm-hmm. Like these groups are being disbanded when they're at their most successful. Yeah. And that's very odd. That feels odd. And I, yeah, I don't know why. And I mean, I guess there is a chance that it could be because they haven't reached enlistment age yet but contracts ended mm. and maybe they didn't want to Signing do a high 10 like, year contract where two of them are going to be on hiatus yeah, and like, like maybe they didn't want to do hiatus stuff maybe mm-hmm. they were like we already did w like yeah. we're not doing things with some of you like or i don't know or maybe the others got really great offers to do other things or like yeah maybe I the don't members them, i mean the members themselves have been doing this for 10 years yeah so I mean, like it's a long it is time. entirely possible that like the members wanted to go on and do their own things because they do say like in all of their handwritten letters like talked about the solo activities they're interested in pursuing and like you know some of the boys like to act and some of them like to go on stage so I guess I could understand that too but I also just am like but you guys were just getting I know good. but can I have a little <laughs> like, more please but, yeah. but do we have to disband complete can you not do your solo things at the same time yeah can we not continue yeah I don't know <laughs> But I guess it is like, I, I do think that it's at least maybe like a bright spot or something to look forward to, to know that Becco is staying at Pledis where he seems to be like cementing himself mm, as, as an in-house writer, producer yeah. at Pledis. And that like, I don't know if his group doesn't get to go on, like maybe he can write some smashes for some new groups, but also who is left at Pledis? Fucking nobody. Just 17. 17. Is there yeah. another like baby girl group under 17 that I forget I about? I highly doubt it. Uh, like oh, some something. or something. Is that Pledis? Or are they Pledis? I don't Let think so. Now I need to, now now we I need need to, to know. know. Now we need to know. Who do they still even have these days? I mean, maybe they still manage like Nana doing her individual solo Yeah, they solo still Nana claim things. after school. Yeah, they still claim oh, after school. Oh, Promise Nine is Pledis. Promise Nine. That's right. That's the baby girl group. But that's, that's it. That's yeah. all they've got. Wow. 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 They really only have 17 and Promise 9 left. Well, girls, you better be, I don't know, <laughs> casting your Watch spells out. and shit. Look out. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to today, March 15th, 2022, newest release. Their final album called Newest, the best album, Needle and Bubble, which I think is a very, like, poignant and maybe even a little shady of a title Mm. because you know what happens with needles and bubbles they pop pop. rude but anyway this is a compilation album so it has six remastered versions Mm. of songs and two remixes of previously released songs and two new songs one called galaxy and one called spring again which is the main release Um, 
Yeah, so the music video for this one has all of the members in individual rooms. There's all white outfits, and then there's also, like, different outfits. Um, Very dramatic camera work. Yeah, but the members are just, like, standing still. Like, the camera sweeps around, but they are just standing dramatically in these, like, different beautiful places. Um, But I also, I feel like people are probably compiling Twitter threads that I've missed because it's early in the day. But I, just after watching all of their music videos and then watching this, felt like I was seeing a lot of Easter eggs and references to other music videos. Like, I think that payphone is the hello Mm, payphone. My thoughts exactly. The teal apartment where the pink bowl cut is i believe that Mm. like it looks like they're sitting in the same one we've got our broken mirrors and our paint and our trees and like a lot of the things that showed up in other music videos and i feel like that had to be purposeful absolutely somebody else pointed out that in the teaser photos for this album they sat in the same orders and same piles that Mm. they do on their other uh, album covers so they were like recreating album covers and stuff so there's definitely like a retrospective Mm -hmm. uh, element to the whole thing and it's really beautiful and sad it is really beautiful going to be yeah but yeah the lyrics are in the spring we'll meet again and though the entire world changes, I can stay the same and like, yeah. hold your newest memories. Wow. I know. Yeah. Like I'll still be standing here when the spring comes again. I felt like this kind of checked a lot of fan oh, song for boxes sure. for sure. Cause it's definitely like a goodbye song and like, uh. yeah. So that, that's it. That's the end. That's today. That's. That's where we have to leave it because it literally it's just happening ended. right now. Yeah. It just ended. It just so ended. all we can do is like hope for the future and hope mm-hmm. that the newest members are happy and find things that they want to do or if they want to do absolutely nothing or I don't know. I just yeah. hope this was the right. If it was a choice, I hope it was the right choice for everybody. And if mm-hmm. this was forced upon them, that really sucks. Then and that I hope really that they fucking can deal sucks. with yeah. that in mm-hmm. whatever way they need to. Oh, disbandments are sad. Yeah, disbandments are sad. And if, if they did want to continue, then maybe, because they do all have to go to the military soon, maybe like when they come back or something like they could get back together, like being at different companies or like if Becco has a more like solid place in, you know, like higher up in the Pledis infrastructure or something, maybe he can pull some strings. Yeah. But it's interesting. Cause I feel like it's also like been a minute, like honestly, like years, <laughs> I feel like since a group that's lasted this long has straight up disbanded. Yes, because I was thinking the God same seven, thing. Girls Generation, none of those groups disbanded. They all said we're leaving companies mm-hmm. and we'll come back another time. Yeah, like, this was like we're done. We're I feel done. like it's been so long since we've gotten a firm. Yeah, we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been a long time. It has been a long time. I agree because we've been. I feel like every single time that we've brought up a recent group who has had some shift we keep saying like well we'll see because like yeah they like claim that they're not over and so far i think like 2 2 p.m has proved that they can come back Mm -hmm. although well a pink a pink non but Mm -hmm. she didn't promote with them which i thought was odd because like techyon promoted with 2 p.m so i wonder why she wasn't able to do that something about their contract i suppose but um but yeah so like we know it's possible to continue even if you don't stay at the same company so like yeah what was the decision so sad why (sighs) i don't know but i did know. know that i had a really good time 
watching all this and listening oh, yeah. to all this and I have so much like new new old music that's new to me that yeah. I get to enjoy now um but yeah just what a fucking bummer <laughs> I know what a huge bummer especially yeah like going through and listening to every single one of their EPs and like trying to just choose one or two b-sides from each album was almost impossible yeah. because most of the albums are great from start to finish and I was like what the fuck why didn't I know this already yeah Totally. Well, with that, we will go stomp out our frustrations and be right back with a random game, not random music video viewing. (laughs) All right, we are back. And to close this out, we are going to watch newest second most popular music video. And at 30 million views, that is their second music video action so if you want to watch it with us you can pull it up and just press play when i say go and we're going to talk over it and enjoy this great little moment here we go 2013 right yep i think so Oh, 2012 2012 oh, right because this was just their second yes action newest three two one go Ooh, spiky gloves i love this core. <laughs> the running in the line the mirrors. There's so much mirrored clothing and mirrors around mm-hmm. and mirrors. Beko is wearing, a lot of them are wearing like weird woven shirts. Like Minhyun has a scene where he's wearing like macrame. <laughs> and then in this dance scene or one of the solo shots, Beko is wearing a shirt that's just like ribbons. It's, <laughs> oh my God. Ren and this sheet of bangs with sheet his of hat. Bangs. This sheet of bangs mm. is so insane. Look at this disco top that he has. But then when he was on stage, he also had to perform with that same sheet of mm. bangs and a hat. And the way that it got immovably in his, in his face. <laughs> I had this in my notes during the timeline, but I didn't note it because we didn't watch it. But they have the exact same haircuts that they do in their debut video. So yeah. I wondered if they were like filmed at the same time and they just spaced the releases out. Probably or because the they came out fairly quickly yeah. after one another. Yeah. I love the like you said, there's a lot of like mirror motifs or whatever. And JR has like mirror shards in mm. his hair. Like t- there's the macrame. There's the macrame. <laughs> the like tape. Oh, it's it was, it this was beret. In this whole... It's no Ren and this immovable oh. bang. That's what he wore on stage. Um with that little black beret. Look at it, it's so silly. Oh, nice handcuffs. The most beautiful eyeliner on Ren all the time. But yeah, those little shards. When he's in his like mirror marionette scene. Mm -hmm. There's the ribbon shirt. Oh, and that super billowy shirt. Yeah, every time he jumps, it's just like abs. This song also like... We'll get, I think the dance break is coming, but this song does give me TVXQ vibes. I oh, feel yeah. like the TVXQ influence Here it is. is felt. Oh boy. Actually, I was thinking that a lot of the costumes remind me of Catch Me. Mm, yes. Um, with all of the like metal pieces and being like a robot or something. But I thought, and it could totally be just a result of them being only five, but there's so many 
of their early music videos where I'm like, this feels super SM to me. Yes. Like this feels super SM to me. <laughs> Sleep talking felt very SM yes. to me as well. Um, in which I say as a compliment, I'm a huge SM bias. Like, hello, highest praise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this this song is so fun. That fucking jump. Oh no, his cords are snapping. Oh, my, that two shot. <laughs> I think part of the SM quality of theirs is the good harmonies yes, that they have. Agree, agree, they agree, have agree. really good harmonies. Yay! Yay, newest! That was so good. <laughs> My first recommended video is 2PM Girl Generation Caribbean Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Please go away. What a weird moment. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that is it. This is when we usually recommend mm-hmm. extra things. And I feel like I just overall want to recommend newest in general. Like so many of these songs were, especially the early stuff, was really unfamiliar to me. Mm-hmm. And like I enjoyed so much of it that I'm yeah. just like, go watch our whole playlist of all the videos. Yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of it. And they released a lot of like choreo versions or like dance practices or something. So there is a lot of like good content that you can see a lot of like, you know, you can get the whole picture of everything but also I just feel like their general discography was great like if you liked one of these title songs and listened to the whole EP most of them most of their discography is EPs so it's just like a six track thing Mm -hmm. you can really easily put on in the background I think my personal favorite was Q is but I also really really liked the table Um, but honestly so many of them were so good like I I think I'll probably put a bonus b-side um, playlist out just because like they deserve it yeah. um but yeah I'd, it might just be like uh, all of their it shit. might just be all of their- <laughs> yeah i i know that when betbeck came out that i listened to the entirety of happily ever after like a mm-hmm. lot of time so i know i can stand by that album but yesterday or when i was doing research i was trying to just listen to them on shuffle in the background and make notes of songs that i liked mm. but i'm so bad at remembering to do that's so the only song i remembered to heart is from rebirth and it's called storybook oh and yes I, I have that written down as one of my favorites I, as well it caught my ear so that's the one specific i remembered to write down but overall nice. i say just get on it yeah just get on it it's good it's, it's good. all good so um in conclusion Thank you, Newest, for working so hard for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing your talents all over the world. Yeah. Going to South America and Europe a bunch of times. That's really cool. And bringing K-pop to places that very often do not get K-pop shows. Like, name another group that's been to El Salvador. I dare you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I can't be sure if it's anyone. I certainly don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, they made really great music they and did. I hope they had a really good time and like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that it's over already. Um, but yeah. you know, what's the quote? Like, don't, don't be sad cause it's over. Like smile cause it happened or whatever. Yeah. Like all we can do is take this K-pop history and this 10 years of music and enjoy it. Cause that's what newest would want us to do to keep yes. enjoying their songs that they worked so hard to make. They did. And they're there for us to enjoy forever. Yes. And that's nice. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that newest. And to newest. To newest. 
Um, well, I hope you enjoyed that deep dive. Um, and if you want to tell us if you liked it or tell us anything all at all, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails. 181-AMAKpop5 if you want to leave us a voicemail. P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026 for letters, packages, whatever, mail. Um, you can go to Linktree slash AMAKpop and get to our YouTube, our Spotify, where there's playlists for every single song that we mm-hmm. mentioned, whether you heard a clip of it on the app or, or not. not. It's all in there, plus stages and other great stuff, so you can really dive into newest. Also, a Spotify playlist of all the songs. You can join our Discord from the Linktree link. Uh, talk to other listeners about K-pop or the episodes or whatever you want. Um, we also are we are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash pop pod you can join there and watch bonus video episodes of the show one every month and that's it that's all the places thank you for tuning in to another deep dive and uh, we'll see you next week goodbye bye-bye Jonghyun you're our inspiration <laughs> <laughs>